You're listening to What the Folklore, making sense of senseless tales. You can support us on Patreon and join our Discord server at patreon.com slash wtfolklore. Hello everyone and welcome back to What the Folklore, Making Sense of Senseless Tales. I am your storyteller, Carmen. Crime Weaver Tyler. I'm Gordy, three adult men stacked inside a child-length trench coat. <laughs> Thank you, Dave. No! I kind of love no. that image. <laughs> you don't like that one? No. Why? That, that's, What's wrong with that? Because that's all the dicks are out. No, no I mean, like it's not. Like pants and stuff can be involved. They're not naked. Yeah, like the kids aren't naked under their adult trench coat. Well, I don't know. I've never checked. <laughs> I d- <laughs> I've never seen anybody do it in... in uh, uh, IRL, as I as I sometimes like to call it, I feel like that would be like a good last ditch escape plan. Escape, escape what? Yeah, what, like if, what, if, what if would you found, escape with that plan? If, if found out, you just uh, reveal that you're nude, and it's so shocking that you have a second to get away. Yep. The old Dingle Dash. <laughs> That's my new app, TM. <laughs> All right, well, you're not getting away from, from today, no matter how many dicks you flash. Uh, <laughs> what are we doing, Gordy? Today. Uh, we're going to, we're going to, I mean, pr- presumably, I, I don't know if this is actually the case because I can't see the future, but uh, presumably Carmen is going to read uh, some weird folklore to me and Tyler. She is going to present us with some options, uh, some story options that we have never heard before. Um, hopefully some of you have never heard these stories before as well. And we're gonna, we're gonna read the weird folklore and we're gonna talk about the plot holes and we're gonna, uh, suggest some fixes to make them make more sense at the end. And, and then we're, and then we're gonna stop for a, for a whole week and just sit in, in cryo sleep until it's time to do this again. Yeah. The only time we're conscious is on Tuesday nights between like eight and 11 p.m. That's it. Yeah, it's real weird. <laughs> That's all we got. What? This is the cryo chamber. It's, <laughs> it's beckoning the cryo chamber. It's the cryo chamber closing. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so you have two choices left of story from our three from last week. Uh, mm-hmm. Do you want to do like a blind selection thing based on your memory of what those choices were? Uh, my mm. memory's none. My memory is also none. Sweet. Pick your criteria. Cuddliness. Which, uh, which story has more vegetables in it? Cuddly vegetables. All right. So now as I t- take that search key phrase. I, I don't know if you all have like discovered this, but when like when you eat them, you get less tired. Vegetables. Yeah, I've heard tell of this. I like this new idea a lot, where you and I, Gordy, we just treat Carmen like fairy tale Google. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, bring just I don't know, bring me, bring me something like this. Go we we entered two story keywords, like this, and she comes back with the best that she's got. <laughs> well, they actually kind of work. Um, I'll give you your two options. 
Uh, you have from Hans Christian Andersen, the happy family. And from Scotland, the Selkie Bride. Um, hmm, I am more drawn to the Scotland one. Well, that's not what your criteria suggested. Is it not? I mean, how do you know? You wanted vegetables than... and cuddliness. Scotland doesn't have vegetables, Gordy. Yeah, there's no vegetables in all of Scotland. They it's only have fish. haggis. Fish and haggis. Um, okay, then we can do the happy family. Against my will. <laughs> it was your will that chose this. No. Yeah, but now it's a new will. I revoke my will. My will changed. My legal my legal will. Tyler, do you have input? Gordy's will is like water. Yeah, it but... changes to fit the, the shape, like the container of the moment. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but Tyler, do you have like story opinions? Yeah. Which are? Saving them. Okay. <laughs> Saving your opinions? Yeah. Yeah, don't, don't let I, them all loose at once. Until I hear the story. All right, well, I guess we're doing the happy family. So this is a, a Hans Christian Andersen tale suggested by Nathan the Scott. Two in a row. Thank you, Nathan the Scott. Uh, this one <laughs> did have all of the pages in it, so hopefully... Oh, let me double check that. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Read those notes real quick. Does it have a conclusion? I, I write the end at the end of all of these to let me know <laughs> that I have actually reached the conclusion, and I did see those words, so it's okay. It's a good There's no metric. empty train tracks ahead of me. Um, so this <laughs> is sourced from the book Hans Christian Andersen, The Complete Fairy Tales and Stories, translated from Danish by Eric Christian Haggard. Uh, we have an executive producer this week. The episode is brought to you by Olwen, or Olwen is tired on the Discord. And Olwen is. Olwen. Yeah. Olwen is Arn Thompson type 1927, the cold May night. So thank, <laughs> thank you, Olwen, for breathing a cool breeze into the, the warm land of this podcast. Thank you. It's way too early for that. For thanking? For... Yeah. We usually thank the producer at the top. Do we? Yeah. I think so. I don't There's know. no. There's no we're just harm in we're it. full of gratitude, Tyler. <laughs> we're Bursting a at the seams. Podcast. But are we full of boats? Uh, no. This is. Uh, hi. This is. Welcome to Boat Watch, my segment where I guess whether there will be a boat or not in this story. No, there's no boat. All right. Well, I have no, I have no, no, good no, no. news though. We are full of crime. Always always with the crimes. Mm -hmm. Crime phrase is live. Rick, <laughs> Secret Rick, phrase active. Rick crimes. <laughs> this, is a, this is a pop culture joke. It was a good one. That's, there's no that's all there is to it. It's, it sounded have, like another thing. Yeah, I have I have no context for whether or not that was a good pop culture joke or not. <laughs> Eh, not really. <laughs> <laughs> All right. The Happy Family, our cuddly vegetable story. The largest leaves in Denmark are burdock leaves. And if a little girl were to hold one in front of her tummy, it would basically serve as an apron. Also, side note, it can be an umbrella. They're pretty big. This is quite the whimsical intro it's, we've got. It's extremely Totoro. Yeah, it's somewhere yeah. between umbrella and apron-sized leaves. 
Uh, burdock never grows alone, and sometimes you can find a whole forest of them. They look beautiful, and all of this beauty is snail food. What? The beauty Snails eat them? Yeah, the beauty of the burdock forest is snail food. Well, yeah, the snails have to eat. There's nothing wrong with that. It's a gorgeous smorgasbord. To snails? Yes. Not to me. Well, you know those large white snails that grand people used to make into fricassee in the old times? Oh, yeah. No. Those, those snails that they would exclaim enthusiastically about their deliciousness with cries like, oh, What a flavor! <laughs> <laughs> on, on ye old Danish top chef. Yes. Where's the snail beef? <laughs> That's the what grandma says shout. these days. But back in the day, snail beef was the... The height of class. <laughs> snail caviar. <laughs> well, these particular snails live on burdock leaves, and it was for those snails that the burdock was originally planted. So a little bit of plant snail history for you. Educate yourself. <laughs> now, once there was an old manor house where no one ate the snails because the custom had died long ago, as had most of the snails. And the people. Probably also the people. But the burdock thrived and had basically turned itself into a jungle. It had overtaken the garden to the point that had a single plum or apple tree not survived, no one would have ever believed this was once a garden. So yeah, the people probably are also gone. Or they Mm -hmm. might have done a little bit of maintenance on this uh, burdock jungle. Mm. In the very center of the burdock forest lived the last survivors of the white snails, a very, very old couple. These the snails didn't know how old they were, but they remembered that their family was once numerous, that their ancestors were from a foreign land, and that the burdock plant was planted for them and them specifically, and they are super proud of that. Very bougie snails. I don't know how many birthdays I've had, but I remember everyone's dead. <laughs> <laughs> and this, these trees are trees for us. The snail curse. This tree keeps me going. Uh, They'd never been outside of the center of this burdock jungle, but they knew vaguely that there was more world out there and that that world was called the Manor House. And that in the Manor House, snails were cooked until blackened and served on a silver dish. Yeah, kind of a rats and nim thing happening. (laughs) This is kind of. Yeah, this is a very animated feature. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Kind of want to know if one has been made of it. Uh, The snails had no idea what it was like to be cooked or served, but they had no doubt it was extremely elegant and distinguished as a ceremony. These snails don't know dick. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) What do these snails know? They don't know what cooking is. They know that tree was planted for them and that manor house is where snails go to be cooked. Uh, In a dignified manner. Which, yeah, they think is rad. Um, well, were... do they do they think it's rad, or do they just think like, oh well, when it happens, I'm sure it's at least. No, I think that they assume but... that this is like an elegant ceremony that is part of snail culture. Okay, that like something to aspire to. Right. <clears throat> so this is a snail dystopia. <clears throat> Basically, yeah, that's kind of the vibe. <laughs> they don't know it's a dystopia, but no. it is. No, there are all the people in 1984 who didn't spend several chapters reading the book. And they're just happy to have Big Brother there. So these snails were lonely yet happy, and they had adopted an ordinary garden snail as their son, since they couldn't have their own children. Why? Because old? Old, infertile, who knows. 
Snail yeah, I suppose have... there's multiple reasons. Yeah. Maybe they Could... well they don't know a lot of things, so they might also not know how to <laughs> how to have children. Could not tell you how snails have children. See, we don't know. Eggs. So that's eggs, a lot to maybe. expect a snail to know. Do snails lay eggs? They're not they're not mammals, right? No, they're definitely not mammals, but I don't know if they do live birth or egg birth. Sometimes nature's like pretty whack though, so I don't know. I wouldn't rule anything out. Well, they have adopted an ordinary garden snail, and they bring him up carefully as a fancy snail. Um, and their only disappointment is that he wouldn't grow, because apparently they're much bigger snails than your standard garden snails, which I guess makes sense because people eat them, and those little snails would be uh, obnoxious to cook. Um, the mom snail kept dreaming that her adopted son would become fatter in spite of just being an ordinary snail, and she would often beg her husband, who hadn't even noticed the problem, to feel their son's house, which is his shell. And he would do this and agree with her, which probably makes the son feel like super great. And it's not at all awkward to have like dad slug his way up his shell and like, yeah, you are a pretty small squirt. Let me see what you're working with. Is that like, is he asking about like his, is that like asking about someone's genitalia? I don't think I don't. Yeah, that. they don't use it I, that way. I think way. it would be like if you were an adolescent boy and your mom kept like standing in your doorway within your ear range saying to your dad, he's just so small. I, I, just, I just wish he'd grow. <laughs> he's just so little. Can you come feel the boy? And then the dad <laughs> walked into your room like completely <laughs> unaware and just kind of patted you down from head to toe. and like, yeah, he is a runt. <laughs> Not nab on this boy. <laughs> no, no, still waiting for those abs to come in. Yeah, let me see those pecs flick. Disappointing, mediocre. Yes, mediocre. Says, says Immortan Joe Snail. <laughs> and it goes and smokes his snail pipe outside, not giving a shit. That's that's some Alice in Wonderland shit. Was that a snail? That was a caterpillar. Yeah, that was a caterpillar. That's the same um, thing, mostly. One day, the rain was pouring down, with an exclamation point, because Hans like Christian Andersen is very excited to have an action appear in his story. He was coked out in the woods when he wrote this, right? <laughs> yeah, this one does seem to be an Anderson trip. <laughs> He's it, just rolling was, around looking at snails, coming was, up with what their lives are like. And then sure, it just starts raining, seems and he's like, like it was, so, so into that. Yeah, it was aided by, by something. So it's this... raining and my pages are wet. <laughs> oh, no. Well, this is an excited one day the rain is pouring down. It's very positive. It feels good on my face, but not on my pages. <laughs> <laughs> not on my downtown zone. It's getting cold. <laughs> are pages a euphemism for downtown zone? Or is this an additional could, problem that Hans Christian Andersen is experiencing it, in the woods? It Hans be, Christian it, downtown is getting soggy. <laughs> Hans Christian face feel great. <laughs> Look, it's the worst. The worst part about like I don't I don't mind being like out in the rain 
all all that much but like if you get to the point where your underwear gets wet like there there is then a problem like there there is a sharp line divide like dividing the before and after in that situation it becomes a very active problem yes yeah. i i had to the last outdoor show i did was in that level of rain yeah like if i if i get like a little bit wet like that's fine i'm it's it's water it's not like it's good for you generally <laughs> um, yeah but if you're soaked through all of your clothes and there's no hope yeah, yeah, then 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 we got an issue. I would like to dry off, please. Um, so the rain's pouring down. The snails are commenting on the rain and how wet things get when it rains, and how they have their own little houses because their snails get it. Get it. they have houses. It's the shells. They're snails. So we we were surprisingly accurate. Yeah, just you're now. pretty pretty <laughs> freaking on point with this. I think you two have absorbed too much folklore. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Uh, then they have a little snail nationalism moment where they reflect on how what? they're created superior to all other creature creatures. What? <laughs> like, like snail propaganda? Yeah, well, these are like... Spurred on two, by rain? These are literally two old white snails. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> like doing the, the most old white thing possible, which is to uh, reflect upon their own superiority. This is this is quite a um quite a parable we're reading. Oh, so they are superior to all the cre- other creatures because they are true aristocrats born with houses on their backs. They don't have to go dig in the dirt for a house like those like badgers or whatever. And <laughs> a whole forest of burdock grown for their sake. So the wife in this rainstorm is wondering how far does the forest stretch and what is beyond it? And the husband says, "There's nothing beyond it." There's no better place than this, and what is beyond does not interest me, and therefore, I guess, doesn't exist. This snail is getting older and whiter by the moment. <laughs> what, what, what a life to live, where if you can just say, you can just say, it like it doesn't interest me, therefore, it does not exist for anybody. Like I'm not into it, therefore, no one could have it. This right. snail went from not remembering when his friends and family died to. To jingoism, yeah, to, yeah. to flat Earth, <laughs> because it started raining. I guess it's if rain is just a time of reflection this, for snails. Oh, because it because it's the chemtrails. <laughs> it's the chemtrails up there, and they spread when it rains, huh? Well, they, that are, makes they sense. are living in some kind of weird post-apocalyptic snail world where they're, all the yeah, people are after dead. after the chemtrails. All the snails are dead. <laughs> the burdock has grown over everything. And it's just them taking comfort in their perceived superiority. So the wife argues that, well, maybe it is interesting because she wouldn't mind being taken to the manor house to be boiled and served like their ancestors. And she's sure that that's something very special to experience. So is is the manor house beyond the the woods then? Yeah, it's like this burdock plant has grown through the garden, like it's completely overtaken the garden of this manor house, and snails okay, are small. So, so the so the 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 man snail is saying the manor house does not exist. Yeah, she she wants to know what's beyond it. He says nothing. There can be no better place than this, and what is beyond it does not interest me. So that's what yeah. he says, and then I extrapolated from that like. What doesn't interest me just doesn't exist, because <laughs> yes. what's beyond the answer is nothing. But um, he does know about the house. He knows about the house. 
the house and, and accepts that the so house it, is it does is exist. Real. Well, maybe because um, the the father snail says, yeah, the manor house has probably fallen into ruin, or the burdocks are so big that the people can't get out. But it's not important, and you're mm-hmm. always fretting. Like you can't ever be satisfied with the forest that you have. You always want the forest that will cook you. <laughs> <laughs> Don't we all just want a forest that'll cook us alive and eat us? <laughs> None of us are satisfied with the forest that just shelters us and has rain. We just want we want the cooked and served forest. I think that's why we keep cutting all the trees down. Hunting for the forest that will eat us. We well, we just want stumps and then the sun to cook us. <laughs> that's also why we're trying for global warming. All of humanity has been this effort to be cooked. <laughs> We all just want to be a lasagna. <laughs> it's the greatest aspiration of man. That's why it's Garfield like being... was so heavily embraced. <laughs> it's like being hugged by the sun to death. Yeah, it's a comforting way to go. Um, so the, the father snail says, I'm afraid that our son is taking after you. He's so restless. He's been crawling up that stalk for the past three days, and it gives me a headache just to look at him. Then don't. Yeah, look, I mean, they got those, like, stalk eyes. Maybe it's hard not to. Yeah, I don't know what it's like to see the world from snail vision. (laughs) There's no, I haven't found a good snail cam yet. That'll simulate it for me. No no goggles that let me see as the snail does. It's just omnidirectional fisheye. (laughs) Sounds terrifying. Uh, the mother snail says not to scold him. He keeps a dignified pace, i.e. slow, and will be a credit to us as a snail. Also, let's get him a wife. I wonder if there are any other snails in this forest. Great. She's just off on a st- train of thought that has long since left the station. Um, so dad takes a moment to be racist against slugs and say, hey, let's ask the ants. They're always acting like they're busy, so maybe they've seen one. But they don't want to interact with slugs? They don't want to interact with slugs. Slugs are uh, inferior because they don't have a house. Um, Ants are also inferior and always acting like they're busy, but maybe we can use that to our advantage. Because these are the (laughs) oldest, whitest snails in the burdock forest. Um, So I guess they ask the ants because the ants say, yeah, we know a sweet wife for your son, but it might be difficult to arrange because she's a queen. And I say, well, a queen's fine. We don't have a problem with queens. But does she have her own house? And the ants say, yeah, she's got a castle. A lovely (gasps) ant castle with 700 corridors. So Snail Mom says thank you, but didn't mean it. And says our... (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Says our son is not going to live in an anthill. Confirming that they are from the south. Yes. (laughs) Bless your heart. Um... She I says, was going to say that this is starting to sound like San Francisco. <laughs> you think so? Just like the, the hoity-toity white tech folks and uh, and the homeless okay. slug problem. Yeah, okay. It's, it's a parable on many levels. <laughs> so she says, thank you, but doesn't mean it, and says that our son is not going to live in an anthill. If you're not going to be any help, we'll ask the mosquitoes. They fly everywhere. Ugh. They do. 
We have found a wife for him, buzz the mosquitoes, maybe immediately after, because there's no sense of pacing or time in the story. About <laughs> They were just eavesdropping. Yeah, they're just all, they're always around. You know mosquitoes. We probably have some of them in this house right now. Listening. Um, always listening. Uh, they say, about 100 yards from here lives a little snail with a house of her own, since that's important to you, and she lives all alone on a gooseberry bush. She is also, it's important to note, old enough to get married. So For we don't snails. have to worry about, like, laws. Snail laws. Yeah. Snail law is harsh. You live by the way of the snail, you die by the way of the snail. <laughs> it does seem that way. So the father snail says, well, she should come to him. Um, yeah. and she sounds pretty wow, good, but okay. she should she should be the one to do the traveling. It's more fitting because she <laughs> only has a gooseberry bush and our son has a whole burdock forest. We have this fucking tree. Is it is it like do they think they're like the like some of the last snails on earth basically? I guess or at least of the superior white snails that were yeah. of roasting quality. So the mosquitoes flew to make the proposal, and it took a whole week for her to get there, but that only proved that she was a proper snail, because I guess snail etiquette requires significant slowness. <laughs> um, a wedding is held, uh, immediately, I suppose. Uh, six glowworms shone as brightly as they could, but otherwise the affair passed off very quietly, because the old folks couldn't stand riotous merriment. Six glow things glow what glow Glow worms worms. yeah it's an awful lot for one day it is it is a lot those youths and they're shining can someone please go get hans christian anderson out of the woods he's been there for weeks (laughs) we are drowning in pills (laughs) he is frolicking with snails making up weddings (laughs) <laughs> this one, this one is not gonna sell. <laughs> no one is going to remember a happy family. Hans Christian please. Andersen's old white snail parable. We we need him to come out of there and write a hit. <sighs> Listen, man, Little Mermaid was banging. I don't know what the fuck you're doing now, though. <laughs> <laughs> Mom Snail made the, the wedding speech because her husband was too emotional, which goes against every character trait he has thus far presented. The young snails are given the burdock forest as their inheritance, and the old snails declared it the best place in the world and therefore a fitting gift. Uh, Mom Snail, as part of her wedding speech, promised that if they lived a decent and upright life and banged out a bunch of children, they and their children would be taken to the manor house to be cooked and served on a silver dish. The greatest aspiration you could have. <laughs> After the speech, the two old snails crept inside their houses and slept so deeply they never came out again. Ooh. So they died. Yeah. They died in there? The married ones? No, what? the old ones. The old ones. Yeah. Uh, well, that's... I don't know. They seem pretty racist. <laughs> <laughs> Not that... Not that I'm saying it's good when anybody dies. Not much love lost in the burdock forest. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm saying their their neighbors might not miss them a whole lot. Yeah, they're tired of the tirades about you houseless bugs. <laughs> about their, like, like racial superiority rants. Yeah. 
Uh, so the young couple reigned over the forest and had a very, very large family. As none of them was ever boiled or served, they believed the manor house to be in ruin and all the humans in the world to be dead. Since no one contradicted them, it was true. <laughs> Boy, it's that kind of dystopia, too. Uh-huh. The rain drummed on the burdock leaves to make music for them. The sun shone on the forest for their sake. Every little snail in the whole family was very, very happy. Because the translator here does not know better words than very, very to describe anything. The end. Double good happy snail. <laughs> I mean, isn't that like double, double think and uh, double plus happy? Isn't that also a 1984 thing? I think so. Double think is. Double think is, but there's something like, like double plus. Double speak. I think double plus good. That sounds familiar. I think. Yeah, because they they couldn't so, they yes. reduced the vocabulary significantly. Yeah. I'm just saying this reinforces the dystopian snail theory. This boy, this uh, yeah, this story, like its meaning changes a whole lot whether you are are reading it like like the author um, intends for you to think it's a dystopia or whether you kind of just take it at face value i guess because like it's real grim if you if like like us you are reading it like it's a dystopia because then it, it it kind of is like the 1984 ending where it's just like oh yeah like and they were like they were happy and they didn't question it but if you just take it at like face value it seems like very positive I'm curious what you think was cuddly about this. Well, it was the title of Happy Family that seemed cuddly, and then the burdock leaves were vegetables, and both yeah. those things hit closer than uh, Selkie. I do want to point okay. out that I have I have fought with my entire being not to mention Dragon Ball Z every time you've said burdock. And what I'm yeah. saying is that I want a cookie. <laughs> and that's that's your phrase? No. Hmm. Um, yeah, I... No, that's just the truth. I was good. Give me a cookie. (laughs) Would you go get cookies after this? I'd be down for a cookie. For not, for not talking about Bardock. We could, though. The father of Goku. Goku dad. Um, boy, I was, I was kind of hoping that the manor house would, like, play into this. At At all. all. Like, somebody... Maybe it doesn't exist. Yeah, like somebody would would take a trip down to to the manor house and get like cooked, but for real. Yeah, like that it, would require there to be action or conflict in the story. Was it Hans Christian Andersen's house? Maybe, and he just was, let his garden go completely. Was like one night in his parlor, he's like, "I'm gonna write a story about what these snails thinks before I fuck them up." <laughs> Before I jack them right up for my lunches and dinners. What do these snails think about before I fucking devour them? Or maybe he didn't like eating snails as a kid. And so he let his, like, garden just go to waste as an adult. So so there wouldn't even be the temptation for other people? I guess, yeah. Yeah, this this needs some, uh, this needs some action. This needs, like, it needs, like, anything. A conflict. The sun needs to be a character or this old couple needs to be so old and delusional 
that their um, snail son is basically like a pet. Because <laughs> he functions like a pet in this. He has no speaking lines. He has no agency. He doesn't do anything except like climb quietly by himself to the top of a, a tree. And then they have a wedding with him and another random snail who also has no speaking lines. He so do climb yes. good. Yeah, do it's like I'm real good though. It's like an old white snail couple who are like really short-sighted, very racist. They have this adorable little garden snail, which is like their Yorkshire terrier. And <laughs> they they have a dog wedding essentially. feel <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Uh, yeah. That was the impression I got cuz the, the son character has no lines. And, like, the dad just, like, feels all over his house. It does continue to play into this image that we have of these shitty old white people, though. <laughs> <laughs> like, they have a dog wedding and then they die. <laughs> and their dogs, they did not neuter or spay. And their dogs the make a Tokyo jungle. Yes. In the rewrite, the, uh, the son is dying. And not and not the S O not the S O N son. I right. mean the S U no, N son. I follow. The world the world is ending. It's a dying star. Yes. The world it's, is ending it's and this straight couple, up Dark Souls. Yeah, it does not they don't see it, it does not affect them. And it is a story about like the blind self centeredness of these old snails. Yes. In the face of a like, dying world, they're still holding their dog weddings. <laughs> Yeah, like that's like that's an image is like as 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 the earth dies, uh, people planning a dog wedding. <laughs> if, if there was ever like a sign of the times, I think that's it. That is the the 2019 uh, flavor that we need. For for anybody who is listening, uh, in like the far future, 2019 was a like was a year. <laughs> I like that the happy family Hans Christian Andersen's drugged up story about snails is probably more relevant now than it ever was in his lifetime. <laughs> probably. I don't know if this is supposed to be like a like a parable or a, a he, what's the what's the one um oh gosh allegory an, an allegory, yeah. He wrote it like, as a joke. Yeah, Maybe. I think my guess is this was just meant to be kind of whimsical. Just like, I mean... Because he does that sometimes, where he just describes, like, a fanciful situation. Uh-huh. I was like, and then he does other things wild? where he's like, biblical... Biblical... Biblical <laughs> allegory. <laughs> he runs to the center of town and cries, biblical. <laughs> and that's how the people know a new tale has been woven. <laughs> he, he runs shouting that with paper streaming behind him and snails stuck to his face. <laughs> Once a oh. month, Hans Christian Andersen runs streaking mad through town shouting, Bibicable! And pages fall off of him and the children must jump in the air and catch the pages if they hope to have a new bedtime story. <laughs> like Gandalf <laughs> coming to town with his fireworks. <laughs> old, old snail face Anderson, they used to call him. Uh, maybe this was an improv story and he just got, like, those are just kind of the prompts that he got that night 
the world's first Mad Lib. <laughs> yes, the a, a Mad Lib fairy tale by Hans Christian Andersen. And he thought it would be so funny if every entry was just snail. <laughs> maybe, he thought he was going to really like, get the person. He was trying to pass on the tradition of eating fancy snails to his kids, and they were not having it, and so he made up this bedtime story. <laughs> Listen, this is why we need to eat these little shits. <laughs> they are the worst. They're the worst. They deserve it. We need to end them. Together as a family. A happy family. <laughs> That's the happy family in the story. <laughs> the happy family. The family that stays together eats snails together. I do like the title of the happy family in the context that we have misappropriated it. Um, as I mean, that's a really good title for a dystopian world-ending situation where two racist old white people throw a dog wedding. <laughs> yes. Like it, it has a, a delicious irony to it. It's it is a bit of a juke. It's a, it's a juke, yeah, it's a mood. I mean, yeah, a lot, a lot of what I want to change is just kind of like how, how much of like a wink there is to the audience. <laughs> Just like a tone shift. Yeah. Like how much how much self-awareness this story is told with. Right, because if you... That if, goes a long way. If you wanted to keep it with what was probably the original authorial intent, we would need to, like, give the son a character and speaking lines. <laughs> Death of the author, nothing is anything. <laughs> uh, De-racist the snails. And, like, yeah. add a conflict, like, make that manor house thing definitely more of a situation. But as is, all we gotta do is add the actual world ending and lean into the voiceless characters as the Yorkshire Terriers. <laughs> and, you got, and there it is. You got yourself a perfect 2019 millennial film. <laughs> uh, yeah, an, an animated, best animated short or feature winner I don't know which one I don't know how long this is it would probably have to be a short it could maybe go into uh, the next I Heart Robot thing if we okay. just played it twice do you think kids would notice depends on the kid <laughs> just start start to finish and that way it's feature length you put some loud noises in the middle no one will notice has anybody tried that just toss Elsa in the latter half. Yeah. Like the second time, just have like Elsa in the background. What if you play it forward uh, until the middle, and then you play it again, but in reverse? And that way it's artistic. And in the middle is a cat video. Yeah, it's just From the like, internet. This is a very like, long cat. I mean, it's we like just... A, yeah, a couple yeah, minutes Yeah, we just, just film Cricket. She does stuff. <laughs> we just film Cricket. <laughs> yeah, we'll film Cricket playing Tub Game Solitaire. This is a very artsy film now. Yeah. It is? Yeah, it is. If we shoot it like sepia tone or black and white, Dutch angles everywhere. No dialogue. But a lot of subtitles. Yeah, if you you turn on closed captions, there will be subtitles. There's a lot there, yeah. But if if you're not wise enough to do that, you just see a silent film about racist snails. And then, (laughs) and then a cat appears. Yes. (laughs) And then you see the film again backwards. (laughs) <laughs> we're coming for you sundance don't know if i have anything else no i think we wrapped it up 
I do kind of want to see this as a dystopian <laughs> animated film, though. So it's yeah, nice Tyler and tidy. Animated. All right, I'm on it. Do Let it as, a, it. as the short, though. We don't need to add the cricket or the backwards thing. Tell me how to do my art. You're right. You, you repeat it as many times as you want. <laughs> <laughs> it's all about that YouTube algorithm. You gotta get a finger family in there. Yeah. If you just if you just put the same footage into a 36 minute video and then do that video several times but with different thumbnails, you got a fucking gold mine of a channel. Kids will click it. It'll take them three or four watches to realize it's the same thing. Well, thank you, Nathan the Scott, for this dystopian hellscape snail world. Yeah, thank you for this one. Yeah, thank you. Uh, thank you, Olwyn, for uh, sponsoring a dystopian hellscape snail world. Thank you. Thank you. Um, thank you to all of our patrons for making our lives full of excitement and fun. Uh, thank you to our top tier patrons, Maya, Rachel, Angela, Cole, who will catch Tyler and destroy Kevin, Caitlin, Frank, Riley, glutton of all the foods, Alex, little smorgasbord, Danielle, Wyatt, Soapy Foten, Kelty, Olwen, Queen of Terrible Taste, Allie, Crimson, McGregor, Nathan the Scott, Yahweh Yahweh, Letitia, April, DPRCM, The Day Dude, Pyrus, High Listus of Wimbus, Grace, Ambassador of the Good Wimbus, Very Fast Incorporated, Snufkin with Knife for President 2020, Jeremiah, WT Folklore, but it's a musical episode, Haley, Tim is willing to spend two consecutive handles celebrating Apollo 11. <laughs> Dominic, Justin, Lily, Jenna, Jen, Heather, Hi Meow Lady of the Cult of Cricket. Thank you. Thank you. And thank you always, Doug. Thank you, thank Doug. Thank you, Doug. Before we do the rest of the thank yous, I do have to say that I didn't get to say the secret phrase. That's great, because I forgot about it. <laughs> I remembered for a couple minutes in the middle, and then I was off thinking about snails again. Yeah, the fact that they were snails really threw me off this week. Uh, can you reveal what it what it was going to be? It was going to be, this is my life, meow. <laughs> I, I and, would have liked I just, to see. I, I couldn't thread the needle on that one. We yeah, had, that's, you, that's you a tough one. You even had this like, thing where the middle footage is cats. Yeah, that was a that was a faint. Ah. Uh, trying to get it onto that subject. Yeah. Well, I, uh, I wanted to get it on that subject, but also make you think that it was that subject and then overthink it. But I couldn't pull it off. Mm. So now I'm I'm one for three. <laughs> but I'm gonna come back next week like Rocky. Train That's hard in the crimes. Yeah. <laughs> Anyway, thank you, Doug. Thank, thank you. you, Doug. Thank you, John Waterbubbler. Thank, thank you, John, John Waterbubbler. Thank you, Roald Dahl. Thank you, Roald Dahl. Uh, thank you, the Neon. Thank you, the thank Neon. Thank you, the Neon. Thank you, the Chrome. Thank you, the thank Chrome. You, the chrome. Thank, you, knives. Thank, thank you, Knives. Thank you, Knives. Thank you, Yonder Toad. Thank, thank you, Yonder Toad. Thank you, Mother Wimbus. Thank you, Mother Wimbus. Thank you, Big Big Rock. Thank you, Big Big Rock. Thank you, Perez the Mouse. Thank, thank you, Perez the Mouse. mouse. Thank you, bib Biblical. <laughs> thank you, Bib... bib what? Biblical? I, for, I, I already forgot what it was. Yeah, I did too. I can't biblical, I don't know. Bib, yeah, Biblical. <laughs> bib, it, biblical. It like, there was an extra syllable in there. Biblical. Biblical. <laughs> sure. <laughs> thank you, Hans Christian Andersen. Sincerely. <laughs> Thank you, Hans Christian Thanks, Anderson. Hans you whimsical yeah. nut job. <laughs> Where was the folklore? That's how it works. 
This has been What the Folklore. Thanks for listening to our show. If you have story suggestions for us, please send them to wtfolklore at gmail.com and follow us on Facebook and Twitter. Special thanks to the Brobdingnagian Bards for the use of their song Happily Ever After from their album Brobdingnagian Fairy Tales. If you enjoyed our show, please rate and review us on iTunes or wherever you listen to podcasts.